0: I am sick and tired of being the unbeaten underdog, a look at the Week 8 Big 12 slate, plus a clip from my chat with the other Locked On Big 12 team hosts discussing the privilege of being a head coach, all on today's episode of Locked On Pokes. Thanks for making Locked On Pokes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. You are Locked On Pokes, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Cowboy fans? Welcome to the Locked On Pokes podcast, your daily Oklahoma State podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host, Lindell Godfrey, co-host of Fantasy Besties and avid Oklahoma State fan, You can follow me on Twitter at Lindellians. You can follow the show at Locked underscore on underscore Pokes on Twitter or the Locked on Pokes Facebook page. Make sure you follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast app to get the latest shows every weekday here with Locked on Pokes. This weekend, we're facing Iowa State, an unranked Cyclones team who are just kind of getting their feet back under them after being a favorite for the big 12 championship, uh, over the off season. Here's the thing. I started writing my show sheet. I put them out every day. I work on, um, what I'm going to say, what I'm going to talk about. And I was working on, you know, how Vegas is viewing this game, what the media is saying. And I, I just kept getting angry that we're still the underdog, even though we are undefeated, we're ranked the top 10 in the nation. And no matter what we do, we can't, seem to uh, prove ourselves in a national spotlight or to the national spotlight, I guess I should say. Um, So just bear with me because I might get a little heated again. Iowa State is favored by seven points. The over-under is 47. Oklahoma State has won the last four games in Ames, Iowa. When you look at what each team is doing, Iowa State is... Averaging 33.7 points per per game, while Oklahoma State is averaging 26.5. Iowa State is allowing 16.3 points, while Oklahoma State is allowing 19.5 per game. Average total yards, Iowa State uh, outdoes Oklahoma State 438 to 383.7. Average total yards allowed. Iowa State's allowing 250.7 yards per game, while Oklahoma State is allowing 307.2. We've given away nine turnovers, Iowa State only six, but we do beat them in takeaways. Oklahoma State has eight takeaways, while Iowa State only has seven so far this season. ESPN's Football Power Index gives Oklahoma State less than a 30% chance to win. I have to hope, and I do assume that the Cowboys are just as tired as be, of being disrespected as the fan base in is. You come into this game with a chip on your shoulder, come in mad. That's what I want to see. I, I don't mind being the underdog. I mean, at some point you go like, haven't we done enough? Doesn't our resume show enough that we can get one uh, boat of confidence in our favor but it hasn't happened yet and hey if we're going to be the underdog then let's do it but we have to show up to every game mad like we know we are being disrespected. Vegas and the media talking about how Iowa State has all of this momentum right now as if Oklahoma State didn't just close out a comeback win against Texas a week ago. I find it hard to believe that Iowa State has all the momentum in this game. I think Oklahoma State's going to have plenty of momentum coming into Saturday's contest against Iowa State. Both teams have a workhorse running back, Iowa State with Brees Hall and Jalen Warren for Oklahoma State, so I think both of those players are going to be doing a lot of running on Saturday. Both teams have quarterbacks with a little rushing upside, though I'd consider Spencer Sanders more of a dual threat, while Brock Purdy is more he has the ability to escape a broken pocket than he does um, drawing up plays where he's specifically designed to run, but Regardless, both of them can get away on their feet. I'm not going to bring up the heartbreak that Iowa State has brought us before. It is irrelevant to this season. I know it's kind of in the back of everybody's mind, but I think we just have to push that out and focus on what this season is. In fairness, I did talk to a friend of mine that is a Cyclones fan about the game, and he said, and I quote, I don't know what the hell Vegas is doing giving us seven points. And I have to agree. In a game, I understand that the home team is often uh, given some points in in the terms of of how Vegas calls games, but I just don't see a seven-point favorite Iowa State pulling that out if you're a better. I, I can't get behind that line at all. Personally, Vegas can get out of my face with this Iowa State-favored crap. I hope Oklahoma State shows up mad. I hope they show up knowing that they're the underdog. You know that they do. You know you're. they're hearing all this stuff that we do. I, I, and I just have to assume that they're just as aggravated as we are hearing that they're the underdog, this backup. They're unbeaten. They haven't been beaten yet, and they have a good resume. Boise State, Kansas State, Baylor, Texas. Iowa State is definitely our next biggest bump in the road, and probably I would wager to say – our biggest bump left before the Bedlam game. So it's a big game. I get that. I I get it. But Iowa State isn't ranked. They haven't done anything to prove that they can be uh, the favored betting the betting favorite in this contest. I, I just don't see it happening. I think Oklahoma State comes out mad. I think they come out and run the ball hard. I think they get to Brock Purdy. I'm going to talk tomorrow about what I think is key on offense and defense in order to come away with the win, but I do see it happening. I think it's totally plausible that Oklahoma State goes to Ames, Iowa, and gets the job done. Next up, I look at the Big 12 Week 8 slate and pick my winners. But first, one of the sponsors of today's show, Sweatblock. Sweatblock is stronger and more effective than the most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night before you go to sleep. Go night-night, and the next morning you wake up, wash, and go about your day without having to worry about sweat. There's a dry shirt guarantee. I know it's the middle of October. It starts out the day is cold, but as soon as it hits about noon, it's pushing 80, 90 degrees where I'm at. So sweat is still a problem. You can get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on or at Amazon and CVS. This is a must have for everyone's toiletry bag, whether you're attending your favorite team's football game or going on a first date. Use locked on on sweatblock.com for a 20% discount. Again, that's locked on on sweatblock.com for a 20% discount. Thanks for making Locked On Pokes your first listen. Every day, we are free and available on all platforms. I always think it's important to keep an eye on what the other Big 12 teams are doing, um, even if we don't have to watch a full game, but seeing what competition we have coming up, seeing the competition that we've beat, how they've performed. And on top of all of that, just the TV revenue that you get from watching the Big 12, which is, as I've talked about, something that I think is really important in particular during this season when the Big 12 is going to get the mix up that it's that's coming uh, down the road in the future. So first up we've got OU versus Kansas. Woof. OU is a 39 point favorite. The over under is 67 and a half. I think this will be a really good game for Caleb Williams to get even more accustomed to the playbook and to the pace of college football, not that he had any trouble against TCU last week. I don't think there's going to be any huge surprises in this game. I think it'll be a pretty big blowout uh, for the Sooners. But I do think it'll be a good chance for Caleb Williams to just get some more reps in and and get some practice in this week against Kansas. So I'm taking OU without much hesitation. Kansas State versus Texas Tech. Tech is a one-point favorite with an over-under of 60.5. I think the key for for this game for Kansas State lies in the hands of Deuce Vaughn in the running game. If Kansas State can rely on the run game, I think they can come out of this game victorious. Texas Tech gets the nod for being a home team favorite, but give me Deuce Vaughn and the Wildcats on the road this weekend. West Virginia versus TCU. TCU is four and a half point favorites with an over under of 57. In a twisted turn of fate, a banged up Max Duggan has the TCU offense rolling while the defense struggles. It's not a world Gary Patterson is used to living in, but if they can get up early against the Mountaineers, I don't see West Virginia having the offense to get back in the game. So give me TCU with an early lead that West Virginia cannot get uh, gain control back of. Texas and Baylor are on bye this week, so they both have the week off. Oklahoma State, Iowa State has the Big Twelve lowest over under by a pretty significant margin this week, and I, I I'm not surprised by that. Really, Oklahoma State and Iowa State both have the best defenses in the Big Twelve. There's an argument to be had about which one is better. I think you guys will all agree with me that we think it's Oklahoma State's defense, but ultimately what it comes down to is both teams have a very strong defense, and so that's what's keeping that over under below 50 points. It would be interesting, you know, every time we think we're going to have an offensive blowout, it ends up being a defensive show in like 14 to 16, and every time we think defense is going to show up big, it ends up being a blowout so in a twisted world this Oklahoma uh, Oklahoma State Iowa State game blows up on the offensive side of the ball I don't think it happens but it would be fun if it did if that's if that's the avenue we took to get a win it would be nice to know that we can rely on our offense when needed coming up a clip from my conversation with the other locked on Big 12 hosts about the privilege of being a head coach but before we move on this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto why go to the auto parts store where you get togged down to, or maybe you don't get talked down to, but I get talked down to when you have access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket, let them know Locked On sent you and save time and money while using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business that has been serving DIYers for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck Right, Locked On in there. how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Again, make sure to let them know Locked On sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Lastly, betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Football is deep in the middle of the season. We're back into post uh, postseason baseball basketball has started and hockey is almost back and as always bet online is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season get all the updated odds props and contests at betonline.ag be sure to take advantage of promo code locked on to receive a 50 percent welcome bonus you can bet anything from basketball to boxing and even who the new raiders head coach will be don't wait be sure to use promo code locked on. Again, that's promo code locked on for your welcome bonus. Bet online where the game starts. So we know there are some coaches that are losing their jobs, some college football coaches that are losing their jobs, or are going to be losing their jobs at the end of this at the end of the season. So me and the guys kind of talked about any if any of the Big Twelve coaches had any chance of of landing any of those jobs. But furthermore, just what being a head coach entails, the trust it entails, the privilege that it is to lead these young men. Lots of opinions went into this conversation, but here is how it went. All right, friends. So I
1: just needed to to bring this up because I have heard the variety. For some reason, there's a variety of opinion on this. Um, Nick Rolovich is no longer the Washington State head coach. Uh, There are two head coaches we have to talk about. Ed Orgeron's also about too, but... Um, no longer the head coach at Washington State is Nick Rolovich because he has decided that he is not going to get vaccinated. Now, um, he tried to get a religious, religious exemption. That did not work. They said uh, – Governor Jay Inslee said, hey, you be vaccinated by Monday. He was not, and he and four other coaches were gone, and that position is now open. They have won three straight games. Um, I – I think it's just – to me, it's really selfish is, is the way you have to look at this. Like this is about you if you're making that decision because you recruited a bunch of kids to come play football for you to school. And there is a way that you could have remained the the football coach after not showing up at media days, being the only person that's kind of embarrassing the university. You know, like you had a way to prevent this from happening and you didn't. And I think you let – it. you know – People say, oh, you know, the personal choice, but like, this is, in my opinion, it's a public health issue. And he did not uphold it. And John, you know this better than anybody else. He did not uphold his end of the deal. And it's sad and it's unfortunate, but if I don't think our sport needs people like that who are not going to put the health and safety of their own players ahead of their own personal values because coaches ask players a lot to sacrifice – and he was not willing to do so. So John, I'll go to you first on this. Uh, yeah. I mean, please. if
2: you, if you listen to my show you know, for the last year, you know that in my day job, I'm a nurse, I work in the ICU. Um, I'm also a Christian. I, I follow Jesus. And in both of those instances, I'm, I'm very you know, pro vaccine because one, they work. Uh, there's a lot of data out there that is bad that wants to suggest that they don't work. And yes, they don't necessarily prevent everybody from getting the vaccine, but it prevents, it gives you a much greater chance or sorry, they don't necessarily a hundred percent prevent everybody from getting COVID. However, you have a much better chance of not contracting it and a much better chance of not ending up in my ICU on the ventilator. Mm. If you get it. Secondly, I have a hard time looking at the Bible and figuring out where in scripture it says not to <laughs> take a vaccine. I think it's
1: somewhere in Deuteronomy. I think that's where it's, that's where, uh, that's where you can find it. Right.
2: And those same folks need to go to Leviticus where it talks about quarantining folks who are sick, sending them outside of the camp. Anyway, this is not locked on the gospel. Um, no, I mean, I, I, I listen, I get where people are coming from the uncertainty and all of it because it is a new vaccine, but it's not something that's not been studied. Like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of research out there about it. There's a lot of data. It's a mechanism that they've been working on for years. It's just a, one of those things that they were able to fast track it because it was a public health crisis. And, you know, people talk about it being pushed through the, the, the FDA. It wasn't pushed through, it was just put on top of the stack of things that they were working through. And so, yeah, I mean, Nick Rolovich, he made a decision like, you know, the Washington you know, government mandated that everybody was going to get a vaccine. If they were a state employee, Nick Rolovich is a state employee. He made a personal choice not to get the vaccine. These are the consequences of his actions. To me COVID is not a personal choice because my choice affects everybody around me I, my kids cannot get the vaccine so i i got triple vaxxed, mm. mm-hmm. and so so that i don't take what i take care of in the hospital home to them or to my church mm. or to walmart or to the grocery store and i'm going to end there because i feel myself getting getting ranty and i'm going to stop but, good. That's, that, I, good. but i want to say i will say that i do understand where people are coming from with the uncertainty of the vaccine mm. however we're, we're more than willing to put a lot of things into our bodies that we don't do all the research on, whether it's ibuprofen or Tylenol or, you know, but, but people have more comfort with these things because they've been out longer. If we're going to trust the, the FDA to say that Tylenol and ibuprofen are okay, then why can't we also throw them a bone right. and trust them with this as well? And that's right. where I'll end it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and you have the best perspective on this than, than all of us. You see it on a, on a day-to-day basis. Um, Steven, your thoughts on, on what happened with, with Nick Rolovich.
3: But yeah, I agree with you guys for sure. I mean, it's it's first a public health issue and just trying to protect other people, even if you don't necessarily see the need for it yourself or have hesitancy about it because of uh, the newness of it. it. It really is bizarre. Like I remember at the start of the pandemic, so many people and and all of us really were like, "Man, we just if we can get this vaccine out, and how quickly can we get it out?" And that's going to be um, you know the real key to, to slowing this down. And now there's so much fighting of misinformation over the past few months. And it's uh, it's become a political issue, which is really sad and unfortunate. But, I mean, on a more practical level, like, he does – you know, there's that meme of, of, like, the 911 call where the guy who got stabbed says, like, what, what's what's this dude going to do, stab me? Like, that feels like <laughs> Nick Rolovich over the past few months. I mean, you've, you've known what this is. This is not right. – they told you Saturday, hey, you need to get vaccine by Monday, and then on Monday you got fired. But this has been a talking point for months i mean this is the consequence of not doing that not taking care of that uh and he is more than welcome to stand up for his beliefs and fight this if he wants to but uh it cost him his job and that is that's what happened um and i feel i feel bad for those kids because as john said like you know, and as you said, like they're they obviously do what they're supposed to do. They're working hard. They're getting on a little bit of a roll, and now your coach is is gone in in the blink of an eye.
1: And a lot of them went to play for him. Like a lot of them went to play for, yeah. for you, and you didn't make the sacrifice to keep edge them. And Linda, it kind of brings me to you because you're you know your coach has had some transgressions that maybe this kind of the category in, but. You know, this he's also made last year. We saw him make some some sacrifices to maybe do some things he wasn't uncom- yeah, wasn't totally comfortable with, right? But, you know, listening to Truba Hubbard and getting some other information right. he is not accustomed to doing, and I'm sure it was uncomfortable for him. But that was a right. sacrifice that he knew he had to make, and so that's well, kind of interesting. I, I feel
0: like, yeah, totally been there, been on that side, and I I just don't have a whole lot of thoughts. I won't get terribly into what we dealt with last season but in terms of like you're a head coach you're supposed to be a leader for like I said children for kids that are like going through some of the most insane parts of their life like do you guys remember being 18 (laughs) like just anybody being good to me at that time being some kind of a leader would have been probably a a huge help in my uh, life but if you can't Say, hey, I'm standing up as a leader. And I think Brandon Staley, the Chargers head coach, talked about it last ooh, week. It's ooh. a privilege. It's a privilege to be that kind of leader. It's a privilege to be called a head coach. And I don't think uh, coaches that are risking their jobs uh, for a myriad of reasons understand that it's that privilege. And, uh, you know, it's not cancel culture. He, he, uh, it's a consequence of your own action. So, oh, well. well. Yeah, and,
1: and the one and the one thing I would like to mention, Big Twelve related, is I don't see anybody in the Big Twelve taking this job. The one person, John, I could think of would be Alex Grinch because of the obviously the spent some time and a pretty. I mean, as far as Wazoo's defensive standards, go, a pretty successful tenure uh, at Washington State. Um, I know there's no, there's no smoke behind this. We're not, we're just kind of speculating. Could you see that? I I know things have, you know, I know people kind of at the beginning of the season were saying, hey, there's a chance Alex Grinch maybe is not there for the long haul if he's able to kind of keep his defense going the right direction. Now it hasn't gone to plan in that respect, but still a really good, a really good coach and potentially an option maybe you think?
2: I mean, Bruce Feldman from The Athletic kind of loosely threw it out there in his piece, Um, mentioned a bunch of different guys. But I mean, yeah, he's got the connection there, but really the connection was with Mike Leach, Leach. uh, you know, brought him in. Uh, It's possible. I don't see it happening. I I think to me, you know, it's it'd be a step down in in job, if that makes sense. Like going from a defensive coordinator at Oklahoma to, you know, being the head coach at Washington State. I think that they're there going to be better opportunities for him if he continues to turn this defense around. I mean, they're starting to get four and five star defensive recruits. Like, now's not the time to to leave because, like, you, we just got Gentry Williams, the, the top cornerback recruit in Oklahoma, or the top recruit in Oklahoma for 2022, one of the best cornerback recruits in the country. Uh, that after getting Gabriel Brownlow Dindy last week, who's a five star defensive tackle. And you're like, things are like heading in the right direction. And mm-hmm. Alex Rich is a big part of that my hope is that he becomes like the Brent Venables for us, for Lincoln Riley. Like he just kind of sticks around forever and, you know, or just waits out like a really, really good job. And doesn't just kind of take the first head coaching job that comes to him.
1: Uh, and then one more job that mentioned here. We'll, we'll spend as much time as you guys want to, as much or as little. Uh, Ed run, in a weird, bizarre turn of events has been told that he is going to be let go, uh, you know, at the end of the season. He's going to finish out the season um, as the coach of LSU. Now, it sounds like he really just had a get lost in the sauce experience, uh, for lack of a better term. (laughs) He's lost now. I mean, I'm not sure if you guys read the athletic article, but my God, this guy just loves women like way, way
2: too much. Um, And it became not about football. Go if ahead, Gary Scott. Patterson if Gary Patterson's the crazy uncle, Ed Orgeron is the creepy uncle.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like even even Gary Patterson's like, uh Ed Uncle Ed, he's not, you know, I say I'm crazy. He's, yeah. he's the weird one. Yeah, no, I think I think that is that's a that's a good way to put it, right? With what's with, with what's happened there. But go oh, go ahead, somebody have a thought.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, he he definitely had like a cartoon demise. I mean, this was like a montage in a behind-the-music documentary, these, these details about womanizing and, and everything else. But also at the same time, like let's not pretend that LSU is being sanctimonious here. I mean, Will Wade was under federal investigation and is still the basketball coach. Yeah, this right. is about losing football games.
1: I, I, right.
3: I think that – you know sort of sort of like gary like there's a lot of stuff you can look past if you're winning games once you start losing it becomes a big problem and and i think that's what really went down here
2: yeah because he didn't just start doing all this like <laughs> i mean i'm sure Baton rouge has got some stories even back to the national championship year
1: yo yeah oh, i'm i'm i mean he, you know he divorced his wife like right after the championship which should be like kind of, you know, kind of the best part of your life yeah and it sounds I'm like out. you know Yeah, it sounds like uh it sounds
3: like it was that was not was Can not any of you guys do an netto impression? Like Josh, can you do no, the Edo voice? I can't. Oh, I man, can't. Man. No. I really want to hear like I need a divorce or Babe or <laughs> get a divorce
1: a divorce, go Tigers. It's just like yeah. <laughs> Uh, I do remember when he made a comment about, like, this racism's got to go. It's like, no shit, dude. Like, <laughs> of, course, of course racism's got to go. Great comment. <laughs>
3: that's we got to score more points. <laughs> Eddo yeah, was the dude that made the NFL put end racism in the end zone. That was his <laughs> exactly. idea of, like, tackling, <laughs> We're like, tackling the process. That guy's got a point. <laughs> really a what, like, what, if, what if we got rid of it? <laughs> <laughs> He's like,
1: what if we found a way, a solution, we could do it? Um, 20, 20, I will say this. Come. There are some interesting Big 12 – Potential legs, so like Bob Stoops, guys, like we gotta stop this. Bob Stoops has a television job. He he's seems so very
0: fantastic.
1: He's he's really I, good at it. He I seems love very it. happy doing it too. He seems he'll and he'll go to whatever game. He's he was happy to be at Oklahoma State, Texas. He liked it. I think he actually liked to be at Oklahoma State, Texas last week for him. Uh, so leave him out of it. The one person I thought would be interesting would be Dave Aranda, but I don't think there's enough proof of like of concept. I guess at Baylor, I thought. I think it'd be interesting if you brought Dave Aranda to LSU and you brought his staff currently, but that's just me. Yeah. Um, I, th- LSU fans will say Lincoln Riley. That will never happen. So they can just, mm-hmm. they can shove it and stop saying that now. Um, do we, anybody else from the
2: big 12, do we think could be a part of the staff? I mean, Matt Campbell. I mean, he's a, he's a guy that's kind of been, I, you know, talked about for a lot of big jobs um, as they've come open or even as they've been rumored, you know, but I don't necessarily think that he sees that as like a significant enough step up.
3: I think the issue with Campbell and Aranda both would be, I mean, like you, you kind of, well, at least the history there, they have dynamic personalities as head coaches. And I mean, both of them are Dave Aranda and Matt Campbell are great coaches. Matt Campbell's obviously much more proven, but neither of them seem like somebody's going to command a room and kind of put up with a lot of the, SEC politics that come with with that job. I don't think they'd want that. From what little I know about them, and their personalities. How about oh, Urban it. Meyer?
1: Oh my God, no! I just actually he'd be perfect there. If they with with the way that they yeah.
3: That would be something if they fired it over womanizing and then hired Urban <laughs> Meyer.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, we just think he brings Meyer. a different level of character to the program. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. Uh, I do think Mike Gundy would be interesting. Uh, no, in yeah, it's going to get
0: rumored. It get rumored every off season. I don't think Mike Gundy goes any The only thing I'll say is that now that it's Chad Weiberg as our uh, athletic director, maybe that eventually throws a wrench in the uh, you know head coaching job at Oklahoma State for Mike Gundy, but not after this season, I don't think. And he doesn't want to be anywhere else. I mean, he right. just he does it. That's home. I, he even yeah, said it this but... week,
2: like that's home for him.
0: But yeah. one
3: thing about Mike is he'll do an interview on you. Like, he, he yeah, likes to fly He likes to fly yeah. down there. I do it every
0: off season. I'm like, <laughs> he, bro, he likes to give me he one. He likes to
3: spin that into a couple more million dollars. He, a, yeah. Like, my guy is going to get wine and dine. Yeah, and I appreciate it. That's what he that. likes to do. I like the <laughs> hustle. Wine <laughs> and dine. Yep. 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 He, yeah.
1: he wants a couple meals for the company card. He yeah. wants, you know, and he and he wants, he wants a couple, a of, a couple extra zeros water. on his own contract. Yeah. He and here's the thing about, like – once again, I always say politics aside, like, I love Mike Gundy. I really, really love Mike Gundy. I find him to be a fascinating, honest – like for somebody who wears an OAN shirt, he is surprisingly honest with the media. You know what I mean? For somebody yeah. who's, who appears to but have a general just Was general anyone surprised
0: he lives in the middle of Oklahoma and he has a mullet – and yeah, people but he's, were like, I can't believe it.
1: I'm like, what? Well, I can believe it. I, I can believe it. The, the, <laughs> but the part that is surprised to me is his his willingness to be um, to be open with many mainstream media outlets when he is like, oh, and when people to tell him the truth, it seems very, <laughs> very contradictory. When he just, saying, yeah,
3: he was just confused. He saw American <laughs> in the name and thought that that was
0: like That's a the good one
3: thing. Yeah,
0: like, oh, I love it. They,
3: they like our country. So,
0: I like uh, it. Thanks for making Locked on Pokes your first listen every day. Make sure to check back in tomorrow for my final thoughts on the matchup against Iowa State. Now make your second listen, Locked on Big 12. Get all your daily Big 12 news in less than 30 minutes with Big 12 expert Josh Neighbors, free and available on all platforms. Remember, you can find me at Lindellians on Twitter or follow the show page at Locked underscore on underscore Pokes on Twitter or the Lockdown Pokes Facebook page. I will talk to y'all tomorrow. Go Pokes!